What's good, everybody? What's good, everybody? It is Sunday. It's Sunday. It's the start of a new week. How's everybody doing? What's good? What's good? What's good? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm trying to get adjusted to this new time. It's it's just an hour later, but still, you know, when you get into a routine and you have to make an adjustment, you're like, ugh. Some people, they can just get right into it. But you know me, the older I get, I find that it just takes me a little minute to get readjusted. So just bear with me. But, yes, we're going to air 6 p.m. Central today and the next two episodes that's left in this season. And then we'll take a break for about a month, and then we'll jump back into season two starting back in October. All right, so yes, we got a few topics to discuss today, and this is one topic that I am excited about talking about, uh, which is going to be about Centoya Brown. How many of you have been keeping up with Centoya Brown? Yes, if you are not familiar with who Centoya Brown is, she was a 16-year-old teen at the time when she um, was convicted uh, of a crime that uh, she committed and received a life sentence. And it was a huge thing here in the last few years once it began, it started to gain traction. I started started seeing it uh, circulating throughout social media that people were calling for her release. Uh, it was her first offense. She was very, she was a minor when she was convicted and, and yes, received a life sentence as a result of that. Now, uh, she has since been released, and I was reading the uh, article CBS News had posted, and uh, what I really took pleasure in reading about was how it mentioned about uh, Ms. Brown had taken steps to rebuild her life, and uh, she's uh, gotten her GD while in prison, as well as her associate's degree, and from what I understand that she was like, or is like a course away from receiving her bachelor's degree. Now, she's done quite a bit for herself while incarcerated, so she made a lot of use of her time, and I'm glad to hear that, which is very positive. That's very positive, and it goes to show that you can make the best of a very bad, a very difficult situation, okay? So, yes, uh, she has been released. I saw that, and, and many celebrities prior to her being released had advocated for her clemency. You had Kim Kardashian uh, that uh, was advocating for her, as well as Rihanna. Uh, many other celebrities had lobbied uh, for her release, um, and it just it finally happened. Yes, yeah, so we want to thank Governor Bill Haslam. Uh, he agreed that she deserved clemency, and he definitely granted that, and, and that's a great thing. And it goes to show that, and she's faith-based. As I read the article, she is faith-based, and she did give testament uh, to God, his saving grace, her maker, uh, because all she, as she stated, and I quote, I am thankful for all the support, prayers, and encouragement I have received. We truly serve a God of second chances and new beginnings. Uh, she went on to say that uh, the Lord has held my hand this whole time, and I would never, uh, I, I would have never made it without him. Brown said, and I just think that is just a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. That's a beautiful thing. It's truly a beautiful thing. Oh, my apologies. No, we deserve a better hand clap than that. Yes, we can do that. We could do better than that over here at IMCM. Yes, that deserves a better hand clap. Yes, you have to give glory to your maker. You have to give glory to God because without him, we can do nothing. We can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Yes, we can. Don't give me the preaching up in here. Hallelujah. I'll go to speaking in tongue in a minute. So I just, whoo, that's just a beautiful thing, and I'm excited for her. And she's uh, looking to, she wants to work with the youth. And I saw that LeBron James had welcomed her home. That was a beautiful thing. And as a condition of her release, uh, she has to, uh, from what I read, I know that one, she had, she cannot uh, commit a crime. Uh, she cannot break a state or federal law. I saw that. 
Uh, she had to stay in school as well as keep a job. And one of the beautiful things about this with me seeing LeBron James welcome, welcoming her home, I, wouldn't you think it would be a great idea if he kept her with a job? Because who better to do that than LeBron James, given the fact that he has his own school, she wants to work with the youth, okay, to help keep the youth from making the same, ending up in the same place where she ended up. That is truly a beautiful thing. So, yes, yes, we definitely want to uh, keep Centoya Brown lifted up in uh, her new beginnings, uh, the journey that she's now embarked upon, being uh, back on the outside, and we wish her well, and we just want nothing but just nothing but success for her, okay? All right, so I just wanted to uh, discuss that just a little bit. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on these topics today because I'm really interested in getting to the self-help uh, topic that I have for you guys today, but I'll get into that shortly. But I just wanted to jump into a few of the trending news topics today. This next one, I tell you, if I, honey, I just didn't know what to. When I when I saw it, I just like you you got to be kidding me. But you know, given the character involved in the situation, no, it did not shock me. But yes, the next story the next story is about rapper Blueface. And what do I have to talk about, Blueface? I know if you are in social media like I am, I know you saw it. And if you didn't, be glad you didn't, <laughs> okay? But, yes, he was doing an interview with Big Boy uh, in the neighborhood. And he asked him, with his newfound fame and everything, you know, how many women had he slept with in the last six months? And guess how many he said, folks? 1,000. You heard that right, one thousand. Yes, and 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 that and even Big Boy was like, "Wait, what you say?" <laughs> he said a thousand. But to help you understand the numbers and how he accomplished this task uh, in in a short amount of time, he said it involved threesomes, foursomes, and even fivesomes. Now, now I know I've I've been out in this world a little bit. Okay, and I've seen some things, all right? Uh, not a whole lot, but I've seen a few things. But a fivesome, tell me out if you're listening. Yes, a fivesome. He had sex with uh, four other women. At the, no, literally, now he, you could say at the same time, but it wasn't at the same time. There's no way you could be at the same time. But, yes, all in the same situation, all together, you know hooking up, a lot going on. I, I choose not to imagine it. It's Sunday, you know, the praise and worship, you're not, <laughs> you're not trying. <laughs> uh-uh, honey, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to imagine, but yes, I found that very interesting, and I was reading the article posted by Rolling Out, and Rolling Out had uh, also indicated that he revealed that he often sleeps with multiple sex partners at the same time. Sometimes it's a threesome, fourth, or five. And he said, revealing that he has had sex with as many as five women at the same time. Excuse me, I said four. So now, wait a minute. Wouldn't that make it a sixthome? Am I am I not understanding that correctly? Because I thought a threesome involved, you know. Two, you know, of the of the same sex, and then another, and then the other party, or however you want. I, three people in the room is a threesome, right? So wouldn't it, if a fivesome, wouldn't that be five people in the room? So if he said, and I'm reading this article, revealing that he has had sex with as many as five women at the same time. That's five plus six. Five plus one is six, right? If if my mathematics serve me correctly, yeah. So that would be a sixum. I, I okay. Well, yeah. anywho, it's just it's too much for me to comprehend because that's just too much going on now. Uh, whatever. If you like it, I love it. You know, I'm not here to judge anyone. If that's what you feel as though you need to be doing with yourself at this time with your newfound success. Hey, but all I'm here to tell you, just take a page out of Lamar Odom's book because it also indicated in the article they referenced 
that Blueface isn't the only celebrity to recently admit to having an unusually high number of sex partners. In the book Darkness to Light, Odom revealed that he had sex with more than 2,000 women during his lifetime. Now, see, this is during his lifetime, uh, this revelation from Lamar Odom. Odom, But, you know, Blueface talking about 1,000 in six months, you know. He said it was difficult. I saw the interview. He said it was difficult. I could imagine it was difficult, honey. You young, but you you not a you you not a robot, you know. But I just want us to do better. So guess who goes on the prayer list this week? Okay, we're going to put Blueface on the prayer list. Yes, we are. We're going to put Blueface on the prayer list. Because, honey, it may seem cute right now at the moment, and Lord willing, you manage to, you know, be around with us for a long time, and I and I pray you do. You'll look back on this. You'll have some regrets like Lamar Odom. So have a conversation with him, and hopefully you won't. Let's not try to reach the 2,000 mark. Don't let that be a goal. It don't have to be a goal, Okay. And if anyone else out there is listening, that is not a goal to achieve. Now, I say that because here me being, I've been celibate uh, for a few years now, uh, for a a long, long time. And you wake up one day and you're just like, wow, it's been that long, you know. And it's done me a bit of good because separating yourself, not to say that that's a bad thing because it was given to us for a reason, you know, that. Uh, gratification, you know, was given to us for a reason. But even that, you know, you have to show some responsibility with that, you know. And I, I just, I find that, I find that when you're, when you're with yourself, you have time to really, truly reflect on self and reflect on what's most important. You know, get your head together, you know, because when you just, when you just out here, when you just got a lot going on and you just, before you know it, you just end up down a path that you really find yourself not really wanting to be on. Uh, and and it's not too late to come back from it. You can come back from it once you're down that path, and he's down this path, okay? Now, I, I'm not going to say I, I won't even never divulge, you know, my number that will be foolish on my part. But, you know, men tend to think that it's okay to just throw these numbers out there because – and guess what it is? And it's a double standard, and it it has become okay uh, for guys to be able to say, "Hey, I had X amount of females," and then but if a woman says it, then guess what is what is she referenced as? Yeah, I, y'all saying it. Another list you listening. You said it for me. Yes, you did. Uh huh. But when a guy says it, when they're all in the room together, high fiving each other, dapping each other up, yeah, oh yeah, man, yeah, guess how many you had? <laughs> I had. You know, and it's all love, it's fun and games. You know, it's a it's a great conversation piece. But if anybody is willing to stand up and just really stand on top of the mountaintop and shout it out and say it, I'm willing to stand on the mountaintop and shout it out and say it. It ain't cute. Okay? Now, there it is. It ain't cute. So reach out to Blueface. Continue to go into his uh, comments and give him words of encouragement. Okay, some at some point he will listen. See, he if you just got to stay on top of it. Don't give up because right now he's he's wrapped up. He's self involved. He's he's caught up in his his fame right now. Okay, but he will. Someone will be able to get to him. So just don't stop. Don't give up on him. Let's just pull him on back if we can. Okay, because that's just not a path that. He or anyone else on that path should be on. All right? Okay, so I beat that horse enough. <laughs> I just I had to because he's young and, and you know, he he he's just it's it's just a lot going on with him. I see in the news and then I just I'm like, baby, you could just do so much for your community. You have so much I know to offer. You can offer so much more than that. Okay, which well, you got it in, in, in the in the uh you, you got over here Centoya Brown with you know that positive piece going on getting out with a plan. You have Centoya Brown with a plan to get out here and help the youth. 
you know, not to help them uh, end up where she ended up for the last 15 years. And you out here talking about you had a thousand women, been in the bed with a thousand women in the last six months. Get it together. Okay, I'm sorry. I just, I had, I said I was, I beat it enough, but I just, I had to get that extra little bit out, okay? All right. And then that, it got me riled up enough because this next story that I'm about to get off into is, is do me to go ahead and have this conversation on this show today. All right. Now, uh, the next topic I will be talking about, and I know many of you are aware of this, Monique, who stays in the news, talking about who else, everybody. And she's not talking about Tyler Perry. She's talking about Lee Daniels. If she's not talking about Lee Daniels, who else is she talking about? Yep, some of you said it. I know, I just, I could hear it. Some of you said it. Yes, Oprah. We're talking about one of the three who she has accused of blackballing her in Hollywood. Okay, and just in the, in the entertainment business, period. But I saw this recent article. Uh, she busy again because prior to this, she was busy with uh, word about uh, Whoopi Goldberg pockets. But guess who pockets she was worried about last week? She was worried about Taraji P. Henson's pockets. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I said it in case you missed it. Yes, yes. She was worried about Taraji P. Henson pockets, honey. Now, we all know Taraji P. Henson gets to the bag, okay? We see her. She stay working, all right? So, hey, hey, Ladybug, you, I don't know you personally, but, yes, I'm a fan and you be getting it, okay? But, yes, she was worried about Taraji P. Henson pockets. So, what the situation was, and uh, this was from Rolling Out also, um, the article that I read. I'm sure it's not the only publication about uh, this particular story, but it's the one I ran across. But, yes, um, what, the, what the situation was, it says, back in June, Henson, had, Henson said Tyler Perry finally paid her close-up to her work. This is what Taraji P. Henson said, that uh, Tyler paid her, finally paid her closer to her work. But uh, Monique... What thing was, but did he pay you fairly? Now, supposedly, Taraji was like, he paid her what her quote, basically what she asked for, okay? But Monique's thing is like, well, and then, well, did he pay you fairly? Now, here's my thing with that. If I go in front of somebody, I'm looking for a job, and I have a conversation with this person interviewing me for this job, and they ask me, because we all know when you are going looking for a job or when you, uh, you know, when you're filling out an application, it has on there, you know, how, what your expected rate of pay is. You're asked okay? You're even, you have that discussion even in the interview, okay? And she asked for half a million dollars is what Taraji asked for. Now, I want Monique to help me understand is, why do you not think what she asked for is not considered fair? Crickets. If I had the cricket sound, I would play it right now. Uh, because I'm trying to, I need you to get me to understand if this lady said that he finally paid her her worth, which means her asking price, this is what she asked for, why would you not think it was uh, considered fair? Because this is the number she put on, this is how she valued herself. This is the number she put on her value. But you have somewhere in your mind, Monique, uh, dubbed yourself the uh, pay scale police in the Hollywood environment. You made the decision just based on, we, 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 many of us are aware of what, what happened with you. We understand and we and you we get it with you. you. You're very talented, and I don't take anything away from Monique. I mean nothing. She is truly talented, okay. And and I know you know what your worth is. You, you made that clear out here that you are not getting what you are worth. 
And that's what all of this here is about with you while you're standing on top of the mountaintop shouting and screaming what the what the situation is. We get that, okay? But Taraji, who is just as talented, very talented woman, out here working really hard, she put a number on her value. She she gave herself what she believes she's worth, and she was paid that. But here you go with that. But did he pay you fairly? And this is where I have to say, and we I've talked about this weeks ago on one of my earlier shows, that we need to mind our business. And if we were minding our own business, because I trust you, <clears throat> I trust Monique has plenty to worry about of her own business. You have a husband, okay? And and, and that right there is, is is enough business for you to tend to. But out here worrying about another lady's pocket, we just doing too much. And I just have to say that is that that's that's not any of your concern. We just should not have you ever been. And I don't know uh, if if any, many of you can relate to me out here what I'm talking about right uh, right now. That you know when some HR policies, uh, you're not even supposed to 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 discuss uh, what you're what you're getting paid with another employee. You're not even supposed to do that. That could be considered a violation of that company's policy if it's if it's you know listed in their policy, if it's written in their policy to not do that because for so many reasons and understandably so, why you should not be out here discussing how much you get paid, you know, uh, that caused too much confusion uh, in most cases. And then then because then when you find yourself, you have an employee who asks somebody else. You know what? Well, hey, it, it, and you got somebody that don't mind. I've dealt with many of them. To go, how much you getting paid? You know, that's none of your business. How much I'm getting paid? Don't be trying to count my pockets. Cause trust me, I'm not trying to count yours. Okay. But I, let me educate some people out there today. If this is a practice that you you out there with, let me let me. It's not proper etiquette to do so. And if you were not aware, it is written in some company policies. You should not be asking or discussing, having that discussion about how much, you know, asking what someone is getting paid. It's none of your business. Because when that person sat in that interview and they were discussing their skills, their qualifications, their uh, uh, their accreditations, everything, certifications, all that was listed on, on their resume, and they, uh, they decided, they said, look, this is what I'm willing to work for annually, uh, my, my salary or, or hourly, this is what I'm willing to work for, okay? Now, if you come behind that person and you just accept what's put on the table, that's you. Some people know how to go in there and really finesse that thing and maybe get just a little bit more than the one before them or after them for the same role, Okay? Yes, in case y'all did not know, that is possible. You can have several people in the same position doing the same job, all getting paid six, seven, eight, nine different <laughs> pay rates. It may vary in just in cents, you know. If you're really a really a real good negotiator, some some people are real good negotiate uh, negotiators. I'm a, I, I deem myself to be a real good negotiator. Some people are not good negotiators. They just accept whatever is offered, and there's nothing wrong with that uh, if that's how you how you choose to go about things, you know. But I just encourage you to go back and and probably learn that. That's another self help <laughs> tip for another day. So yes, I, I just. You know, we should not be doing that. We should not be worrying about what someone else is getting paid. I don't care what the position is. I don't care if it's Hollywood or I don't care if it's McDonald's, okay? If you got somebody on the fries at McDonald's and this person uh, that's working in the daytime on the fries is getting $8 an hour, but the person that come in overnight that's working the fries that's shaking the same fries you shaking, but he managed or he or she managed to get eight dollars and twenty five cents because they asked for the extra twenty five cents. Maybe because of shift differential, they're working overnight or something like that, and they say, "Hey, can I get an extra twenty five cent? I believe I 
I, I believe that I'm worth 25 cents more. And the manager go, okay. I, 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 yes, you can. You know, and, but still, that's not something the two should be discussing. You know, because in the eight, the person shaking fries during the day, getting the eight dollars an hour, he go find out that this one over here making eight twenty five. Guess what's gonna happen, uh, y'all? If you're listening, and I know you are, let me know what's going to happen. The one in the daytime is not going to do what a good, uh, as good a job as the one that's getting the eight twenty five because he feel like he or she feel like that they are being cheated. They're being slighted, okay? So this is why we have to tend to mind our own business, and this keeps a lot of confusion down. But see, Miss Monique is out here keeping up a bunch of confusion, and we know who the author of confusion is. I don't have to tell you too many times, because many of you already know, but I'll go ahead and say it. For those who do not know, the author of confusion is the devil. Now, I'm not saying that she's the devil. I'm not saying that. But the author of confusion is the devil. And we're keeping up a lot of confusion out here, and we we got a lot of distraction going on from what the real issue is. So I just want Monique to really just focus on her own situation. And I'm also going to expound on this by saying this. Monique lacks humility. You lack you you lack humility, honey. And this is why I say this. When I continue to watch the interview that she did with Comedy Hype, and it was her husband doing most of the talking, and I got an issue with you with him too. But they played a clip of him communicating with Tyler Perry because Tyler Perry heard her podcast, and he indicated that he was saddened by what he heard. She was very passionate about it. Of course, she's always passionate about whatever she's saying, okay, and he heard it, and he was very, his heart was bothered by it, okay, and uh, so he communicated with them, reached out, communicated with them, but this is the issue I took with the situation. Even though Tyler Perry, you have to go listen to the interview. The interview, uh, if you go to my page, you can find the post uh, by rolling out, but if you find, if you listen to the interview where they play a clip of the phone call that she received from Tyler Perry. He Tyler Perry is owning up to some things. And I applaud him for that. I really do. I applaud him for that. For owning up to some things. You can hear it out of his own mouth what he said. But the issue I took with her husband who was speaking with him, because he was doing the most talking. Now the offended part is Monique, but her husband is on the phone with all this questioning. And he was very authoritative with his questioning, and he was very sharp in his tone. And I just took issue with it because although, you know, you feel as though that your wife, your spouse, was offended by this individual, make no error, honey, you are still speaking to a boss. You are still speaking to someone who has his own studio love, who who, who employs many people, Okay. I mean, we're ta- you're talking to Tyler Perry to show some respect in your conversation with him, and I just I wanted to reach through my computer just to shake him for a minute. I'm talking about Monique's husband. D- dial it down. I mean, you all riled up, and you got all this air in your chest because you're constantly talking about this over and over and over again. You're out here talking about wherever you can talk about it, and you're talking about it. You're all up in your chest about it. Dial it down and just have a civil conversation with this man. You don't have to be all up here with it. He's trying, and then you over talking him. You're not. You're hardly letting him get anything out. I took issue with that. I'm all for people with a dialogue. I'm all for that. Let's have the dialogue. Let's communicate about an issue. Let's deal with the elephant in the room. I'm all for that. Yes, because it has to be dealt with. You need to talk about it. But there's a way to do anything, and I just took issue with it. I'm like, Tyler did, he was better than me because he stayed on the phone call longer than I would have stayed on the phone call because uh, Mr. Sir would have got a dial tone four minutes before he, I mean, I'm, I know that interview probably was, I listened to at least two, three minutes. 
of Tyler, him him questioning and what my question to you is, what my question to you is, and before he knew it, he would have been listening to a dial tone. Sweetie, hold on now. Baby, I would wait. I mean, where was Tyler's assistant? I would have been like, you know, get let your assistant get on the phone and handle that situation at that point. Because I'm like, it was too much. You know, you don't demand as a courtesy. He don't owe you nothing out here. No one. I, it's not the fact that because Tyler has all this money and all this status, it's not even about that. No one owes you nothing but to love you. That's word, baby, in case you did not know. Let me go ahead and help you understand that. Oh, no, man, nothing but to love Bill. So as a courtesy, Tyler, he made the phone call. I'm sure because God moved on his heart to do it. I'm sure that. And he's He's obedient. He's oftentimes obedient. We've seen that many times, and he's he's attested to that. Yes, he's obedient oftentimes. So yes, he he was probably moved on his heart because he said it. He heard it. She was sad. He could hear it, and he was moved. He was moved. Excuse me, y'all. My I, my sinus is bothering me, but he said he was moved. I mean, no, no, I'm sorry. No, he was sad. Excuse me, my error. By what he heard. Yes, and he he decided to call. He didn't have that to do. He called, and why is Monique not on this phone? And she having to she's talking in the background barely. But you're the offended person. You're the injured party. And this man is on the phone talking about. I won't say all because I want you to go listen to the interview for yourself. Come away from it with your own perspective, because I have my own perspective. But I I would like you to go take a listen. Google it, whatever you have to do to listen to that interview. Let me know, first of all, what is your perspective about that interview? But my other issue from that interview, after even though Tyler took ownership after saying that, you know, uh, he wasn't out here trying to blackball her and uh, and some other things, but what I took, and that he also indicated that, uh, once he got once he got back out there starting to promote probably one of his other projects, if I heard him correctly, that he was going to get out here and say something, say something to the effect, that, you know, in her defense, in Monique's defense about this whole issue that she got going on with this being blackballed by these three. He was supposed to, he was supposed to be coming out here in her defense, and uh, the guy that was interviewing her, the host from uh, Comedy Heights that was interviewing her had asked, did she, did he, did he get, did he do it? And she said, no, she haven't heard anything. Monique, Monique, he called you, okay? He called you as a courtesy and said all of what you needed to hear, and you have released this recording now. So as far as I'm concerned, he don't have to come out here and say anything because we hear it. If you If you listen, to the recording, you hear it, job done, check by Tyler Perry's name, move on. I mean, do you guys agree? <laughs> he don't have to repeat himself. He's already said it. You've released the recording. Everyone can hear for themselves. The questions were asked of him, direct questions, and he answered them with no hesitation. As truthfully as I believe he could answer them. Now, you know, I mean, that's just my perspective. And you say, and so let's backtrack it. You say, well, where do you think that, why do you think that Monique uh, don't have humility or why she lacks humility? Watch the interview. And if you truly just with an open mind Come away from the fact that you're a fan and a stand. Come away from that. Step back from a second and just look at it. Just look at the entire picture. Look at the entire picture. Pay attention to it all. There's a sense of entitlement here going on. My my thing is this. You're going to wake up, and it's going to be too late, and nobody is trying to be bothered with you because you let all this time go by, sweetie. Go ahead. And be thankful 
for the talent that has been blessed upon you by the Most High. Be thankful for that. Get back to working. If 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 the lanes that you are trying to go down involves them and their roadblocks that you encounter, you create your own lane like these people did, the same ones who you are constantly referencing when you're out here having these interviews. Create your own lane. That's all you need to do. Create your own lane. It's just too much. All this energy that's being put into wrestling with these individuals, honey, you could have, whoo. And I'm sure, I'm here to tell you, I'm, I'm almost positive that the Holy Spirit, I know, is trying to get it to you, trying to get you your answer, but you got a distraction going on around you. You got a distraction to where you can't, it's too noisy. It's too noisy around you right now. And when it's too noisy, you can't hear anything when it's a lot of noise. Am I right, everybody? It's, you just can't hear anything when it's a lot of noise around you. What, what do you have to do when you're trying to hear something? Go somewhere quiet, right? Come away from the noise. Get from around the noise. Am I correct? So I had to come on here and say that because sometimes we just have to, and it's my hope that someone has that, that well, I'm pretty sure many are still trying to because there have been, you know, other celebrities that have, I remember when that hit real hard in social media and it was trending and this, that, and the other who was trying to get her to understand some things and by the, as far as how she's coming out here handling it. It's a way to do anything, but we we still not listening to words of reason and words of wisdom, okay? Humble is the way. So Raji P. Henson gets it, which is why she's still working, which is why she was paid what she uh, asked for. She was paid by what she uh, quoted, okay? So if anything, you might need to take a page out of her book. Step back for a second now. We just need to dial it back. We just need to dial it back because uh, you're not you're not winning at this point. You're just not winning. It's just going on long enough, and we just need you to refocus on what you truly could be uh, doing with your craft. And speaking of craft, that takes me into this uh, last news topic. I spend more time on these other topics that I intended to, but, you know, once you get going, going in the spirit, honey, you just like, huh, you got to let it go. <laughs> you know, once that volcano, once it erupts, you you just got to let the, once that thing blow, baby, it, you got to let it until it's done. And that's just where I was at with it. Okay. All right. So the speaking of crab, which takes me into this next topic, uh, which is about Robin Givens. And mind you, folks, I have been a fan of Robin Givens for a long time, okay? And I just am excited and elated about the latest show that she's in right now, which is called Ambitions. And if you are not uh, caught up on Ambitions right now, you are missing a treat. Yes, honey, you are her, Robin Givens, and Brian White. Stephanie and Evan, Lancaster, y'all better get into it, and you better get into it quick because I'm here to tell you it's a hot, it just puts me in the mindset of a nighttime soap drama, and I'm a soap, daytime soap fan. I've watched, if you follow me and you notice, I used when I had time, so much, so many different things happening in my life with different changes, so I have not been able to uh, watch Young and the Restless when it originally aired at 11 a.m. Um, when I had time, I was just sitting around just watching it every day and then going on about my day, but yes, I just haven't been able to, but I, you can still catch it. Uh, you can still watch it at a different, you know, watch it online. Let's, not, let's be clear, like anything else. So, But yeah, so I, I'm a daytime, soap daytime fanatic, okay? I was all about the all my children and one life to live. I know that's above some, it's above some of y'all, okay? 
But uh, I love Bold and the Beautiful, uh, as well as Young the Reckless, which is, and you still got General Hospital, you know, and, um, you know, don't hit me across the head. It's, it's, it's another one I'm missing right now. I know y'all just screaming. You know, you're screaming it right now. But, yes, I, those are my faves, though. Okay, but yes, this show, Ambitions, which airs on OWN uh, on Tuesday night, I promise you, it just reminds me of a nighttime soap drama, and I hope to see it around for a long time. I really do, at least three seasons. Can we get uh, three seasons for this episode, I mean, for this show, Uh, Oprah? Because I'm here to tell you, it's, it's necessary. But Robin Givens was um, on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. She did an interview, and it was an interview about uh, when she was younger. And I learned quite a few things about uh, Robin. She discussed uh, some role, you know, roles that she passed over the years, and the music that she used to listen to when she was younger, the type of clothes she wore. She referenced herself as nerdy. Uh, when she was younger, she still feels like, you know, she's that now. But, you know, she used to, you know, wear the shorts with the, uh, what she ever called them, Argyle socks. <laughs> yeah, let y'all know I did watch the, Yes, I watched the interview. <laughs> but how she loved Prince and um, shows like Mary, Mary Tyler Moore uh, when she was younger. And she loved Carol Burnett. I did, too, as well. She felt like she was dating herself, and I feel like I'm dating myself as well. I'm not, you know, but I, I still watch, like, the reruns. Now, when they're originally aired, let's get let's be clear, okay? But I've still seen those shows uh, as reruns. But, yes, she talked about several things, and it just made me just, you know, get more connected to her uh, as a as a person. Okay, and I just I really enjoy hearing the things that she talked about. But also she mentioned about how, you know, people get into the industry now. Uh, There's so many different ways to get into the business when before it was just, you know, uh, when she would go in, in Hollywood, when she would go test and reference about how the, the question would be, the first question to be would be, uh, where did you study? Well, that's not the thing now, you know, uh, to break into movies and things like that. It's just if you are a hot rapper or if you are a hot athlete or, or just a, a social media star, you know, you can find yourself with opportunities in Hollywood just like just by having a buzz online, and that's just what it is. But her thing was with that, that's all fine, well, and good, you know, but just when you when you show up, just make sure that you you know what you're doing, you know, because like she said, she, she couldn't go play tennis against Serena. And I get what she's saying, but you have these individuals, you know, uh, that show up in these type of situations, and I'm sure taking it for granted. I, I can I can only imagine just taking it for granted because you showing up like, hey, I'm so and so, just be glad I'm here, and don't know how to read lines. Like, come on, it's like show some respect for the art. And I totally got what she was saying. You know, and I would love to break into uh, into uh, something that probably not, you know, movies. And maybe so, I don't know. To, you know, I got to start small. Let, let me on some type of, I don't want to, let me on some type of, uh, give me like a little, a little small line or two. Let me test that out first and then let me see how I feel about it. But, I, you know, you, with anything that you do, you should want to be great at it. Now, as a lyricist, me, that's a wrap on it. I mean, I, honey, <laughs> how she feel about the craft, I mean, about the art, is how I feel about uh, rap. I, you know, started rapping years ago, and even though I was on a very long hiatus with that, prior to that, I ate that prior to that, and I still do now, and if you don't believe it, you can check it out on SoundCloud, just go listen to it, the Michelle Takeover, if you hadn't heard it yet, you get a little over a minute of just fierce, grimy, in your face, I didn't come to play with you, type music, yeah, I said it, and so I, it is what it is, and whatever it is, and just like if you were in there frying that burger, I mean, you go, some people just can, man, fry a mean burger, have you ever met somebody that can fry 
a mean burger. I'm talking about it's juicy on the inside and it's not burnt on the outside. See, that's what I'm talking about. Being great at what you do but having a respect for those who know how to do that which what they study for, what they do, and they do well. Okay? All right. So if you haven't had an opportunity to check out that interview, make sure you go check that out on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. And you can also find these posts, all of what I've talked about, on my pages as well, Twitter, Facebook, I am Coco Michelle, Twitter, Coco Michelle. You can check it out uh, there as well. But it's a great interview. You don't want to miss it. Okay, you can get caught up and also make sure you check out Ambitions. I'm not getting paid for this, but I'm a fan. I love the show and I feel like you're missing out on something great if you're not watching it. Live tweet with us. Uh, it, it just be going down. <laughs> it be going down at 9 o'clock on Tuesday, okay? All right. So, yes, so those are the topics for today. Again, you can catch those on my pages uh, on social media, but I, I only have just uh, not much longer to talk about the self-help topic, which I chose today to be uh, dealing with difficult people. And I don't know uh, how many of you out there are having to deal with someone who you may deem to be difficult, but it's just not necessarily someone who is in your home or someone that you're in a relationship with. It could be customers when you're on your job and you're dealing with someone who is truly just being a difficult person. It's just learning how to deal with a difficult person no matter the environment, no matter the situation. You have to have uh, uh, the skill to de-escalate a situation, okay? And I deem myself, and I've been told this, is that I, I have the skill of de-escalation. I do it well. And it's a skill that I had developed over time, okay? And, and and the reason why I say, and this is something that you can develop over time, it takes a lot of focus, and it, it starts with you. Because if you did not know, I'll help you understand, it takes two people to argue. It takes two people to fight, Okay? And if you got somebody standing there with a rah, 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 you know, since boom, bah, foolery going on, if you let them, if you leave them with that for just a moment and don't engage in that, I assure you, we'll go find something else to do. Yes, we will go find something else to do. And that was one of my things in, in my work profession It's just when I deal with consumers, you're going to run across one every now and then that just, I'm talking about, they will get, they will go there with you. Okay. And my thing would be, and there are things that you can say uh, to help deter someone off that path of, uh, aggravation, frustration, and escalation. You can you can say some things. It's, it's all in how you say it. First, you have to always uh, maintain a soft, calm tone. And I know sometimes it can be hard when you got somebody in your grill, whether it's face to face on your phone, on the phone, over the phone, whatever. I know, I know it can be difficult sometimes. You be sitting on the inside, you be raging, be like, oh, this, oh, I can just, oh, I can just, ooh, they, if, ooh, they just don't know. <laughs> and it's okay to have all that going on on the inside, but you don't have to wear it on your face, right? Yes, I know y'all nod your head. Yes, you do not have to wear it on your face. You can do all that on the inside, but you can always maintain. Try your best to maintain. And and, I, and again, you know, guys, with these self help topics, I don't tell you nothing that I have not tried myself, life experience, okay? Yes, I have dealt with a many people in my life uh, that's been difficult to deal with, and I have learned how to perfect, uh, how, you know, how to de-escalate a situation. 
Now, some people, you just have to let them go on. You just got to leave, just walk away. Walk. Some, sometimes you can't wait for them to walk away. And unfortunately, all situations you can't control, unfortunately. But we can do our best. We can do our best to try to de-escalate a situation. Some, uh, dealing with a difficult person is never easy. And you just got, they're just out there. And, and let's and be, and mind you, and I said this before in the, in, the, in the previous shows, that in a perfect world, if everybody was all happy, on the same page, you know, that would be a perfect world, but we know it would be boring. Nothing would be going on. Unfortunately, this is what it is. So we're just going to have people out there that are just on the foolishness. Yes, I said it. You're just on the foolishness when it be unnecessary. And a lot of them out here are just wearing a lot of their issues, you know, on their shoulders, you know, blaming the world for uh, how they were raised or how they were not raised or uh, somebody may have just lost a job, somebody just, you know, lost a uh, a loved one or uh, it could be so many different things. But you just, you have to, you have to realize that we can't take a lot of these things personally. And I'm speaking now from if you're in a professional work environment and you're dealing with somebody difficult, you cannot and you should not take it personal. Because when you take it personal, then yes, you are ready to uh, engage in, in, in that, you know, that uh, that level of frustration and aggravation that that person is trying to deal towards, you know, that's that, who they're, what they're trying to throw at you. But you can remain professional. And I see, so I, I don't see uh, much professionalism out here as, you know, years ago, there's a lack of professionalism out here in society, <clears throat> unfortunately. And I'm going to say, and that will be uh, for a future show at a later time, but yes, yes, you know, when dealing with a difficult person, you definitely have to, you have to practice uh, building your de-escalation skills up if that's an issue for you. Uh, it, it, again, it takes two to argue. It takes two to fight, all right? And sometimes, and I guess, like I said before, some situations we just is just beyond our control. But what we can control, what we can control, because there are some situations we can control, we can de-escalate that situation with that difficult person that we are having to deal with in our lives. And there's so many different things that we could do. And I'll, you know, incorporate some uh, more tips on my pages. You got to follow me in order to know. If you need some motivation about some things, you definitely got to follow me, okay? So I'm all out here for trying to help one another. We we need to be here for one another. It's just so much we can do for one another as a society. And as I said before, a wise person, a wise person told me, that uh, we only know what we're exposed to. And that resonated with me, and that stood with me because I'm like, you know what, yeah, you're right. And it doesn't matter if, if you were only exposed to hate, then what are you going to know? Nothing but hate. If you were only exposed to love, then what are you going to know? Nothing but love. You only know what you are exposed to. And we really just have to work hard at trying to help one another understand more what love is about. Let's hate. We have to refrain from that. We do not need to be incorporating hate in our lives at no time. That people around me that I would deal with, I would tell when I would hear somebody say, and I've even corrected my child uh years ago with this, is when uh so you know you hear somebody I hate, I hate when or I hate I just don't even like the term hate to even be addressed in anything, I would say, no, say don't like, don't like. So if you're listening and you're one that tends to like to say, I hate when this happened or I hate when so-and-so or I hate, let's try to refrain from using the word hate and replace that with don't like. 
Because it's okay to not like something, and it's, it's okay to not like someone you, you, for, for many reasons, and that's okay. You don't have to like everything that's going on out here or everything that somebody is doing. That's fine. I'm not saying it. you know, you can't. It's okay to not like. But hate, let's refrain from that, okay? And then you will be somebody that will be one less person, one, one less difficult person <laughs> to deal with out here in this society of ours. Okay? But I really did enjoy you guys, and I hope you enjoyed the topic today. We were supposed to have a guest, uh, but our guest couldn't be with us today, so I hope all is well with our guest. But, yes, please make sure that you connect with me on social media. I am Coco Michelle on uh, Facebook, Coco Michelle on Twitter. I am on Instagram, Pinterest. Just Google me, and you will find out where I am and what I got going on. We are definitely going to um, reach back out here on next week, 6 o'clock. So make sure you are not late. And if you uh, miss the show, you can always go back and listen to it at any time. It will be available shortly uh, when we are done. But, again, I enjoyed you guys. Have a great work week. Stay positive. And, and just uh, just make sure that you are doing everything you possibly can do to be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. And we will see change in society if we've adopted that mindset. Okay? All right, so we are going to end the show with uh, my girl, Sweet T. Uh, and uh, hold on. And I really love this song, and I promise you, you will love it as well. Um, hold on, everybody. I, you know, you, this is this is what happens when when you're live. Uh, you can expect. <laughs> You can expect, you know, nothing to go right sometimes. Uh, So, but, yeah, Time to Shine by Sweet Tea. Y'all have a great week, and I will do this again next week. And thank you guys for listening to Coco Michelle Talks News and More with friends. Be blessed.
shine. Talking in the club like this.